What is up? I'm your host, Gabby, and welcome to the Shit My Roommate Says podcast. Come vibe with my guests and I as we share our stories and open up about the taboo topics that roam around in most people's minds. All right, welcome back to the Shit My Roommate Says podcast. I'm your host, Gabby, and today we have with us one of my fabulous friends from the great CC area. Let's give it up for Miss Emily. Hello there, ma'am. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. So I, I always have a running joke. So of course, when I intro you, just imagine you're hearing thousands of applause. And, <laughs> you know, you're that bad bitch feeling going on there. Like, yeah. I always think of that. <laughs> 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 or what is the other one? What is the? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Taking it back to the 90s. <laughs> Do it. Well, ma'am, thank you so much for coming on today. And I am so excited to have you. I know you've, you know, touched a few of our episodes before. How we like to start things off is you tell us a little bit about yourself and then a little bit about how we met. So feel free, take it away. Okay. Well, of course, my name's Emily. I'm 29. I'm from Corpus area. Um, I met Gabby at a wedding through a mutual friend. And it's just such a funny story <laughs> because uh, myself, Gabby and her boyfriend were the only brown people at this wedding. <laughs> each other and we're like my people and we just stuck together the whole time I tell chef all the time he he likes to say so I like to call boyfriend chef on the show because mm -hmm. he says that I'm already giving away so much of our personal life that he doesn't want me to give his name I was like <laughs> I respect that I right, appreciate yeah. you for your content <laughs> <laughs> like so, I'm gonna tell the world everything about you I'll leave your name out like, yeah I, you know I figured I would at least compromise a little since I'm giving a lot and he's, you know, taking it. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess you'd be chef because he's a bomb ass cook. <laughs> I was going to say, where did, where did that come from? Is that a South Park reference? <laughs> so it is funny because when we started dating, we kind of, of course, were like, oh, tell us a little bit about your interests. I said, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I can cook things. I said I can cook things. I never said I like to cook. It is two completely different things. <laughs> so the woman, stubborn, prideful, independent, and that I am was like, well, I don't cook. And he goes, well, yeah, I like to cook. And I was like, oh, match made in heaven. So <laughs> he actually, so you cooking for me? he cooks <laughs> everything. You just got to come over here, girl. It, he will turn the fire pit on. He'll turn everything on. He just, cooking is his shit. And so I was like, Fine. I like to eat. So we're good. <laughs> the weight adds on after all of these years. I'm like, you're, you're screwing me over here. No, I want that extra serving. Give it back. <laughs> like it tastes good. I, I didn't say you could take it. I said, I'm, I'm a foodie bitch. Give me my food. <laughs> But no, so he, that's where he gets his nickname. But yes, I was telling him, I was like, he's always said that we, I gravitate to like a white crowd for some reason. I was like, just, I don't know. I, and he went to that wedding and was like, <laughs> I just found it funny how it was like, it was, it wasn't a small venue by any means. Like there was, mm -mm. it was, you know, good space. And it right. was funny that us three 
out of this whole square footage found each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So funny. It's like, I was like, okay, okay, cool. And then I was meeting people and I was like, they're brown, they're brown. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, that is what brings it to a funny, but good part and great transition was that when I thought about having you on today, it's because I see you, I see so much of what you do on social media, of course. Mm -hmm. I know you do modeling and you have, you know, your, your professional job. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that makes me laugh with you is one, all of the content you post and kind of just like your personality with it all. So today, why I wanted to have you on was because I felt that you were perfect for growing up millennial. Oof. Mind blowing. <laughs> Cue the fireworks. Cue, <laughs> dude. Cue. It Story all started of my life. way back when. <laughs> <laughs> Press play now. <laughs> Story of but, my life. I, I say that at work all the time. <laughs> it is it is one of those like I hate when people say like you're a millennial. I'm like yeah, I guess, you know, and it's, and it's because we, you and I both are 29, you know, I'll be 30 this year. And I've been touched on that, like millennial part. I've always felt like I had a big maturity to me. So I never really felt connected to a millennial, but right. as I've gotten older and different experiences, I was like, yeah, I'm a motherfucking millennial. Oh yeah. yeah Especially now that Gen Z is starting to pop up. I'm like, <laughs> I can't relate to those people, but I can't also Fuck relate. No, I'm definitely right here. <laughs> no. And I feel that it's, I feel like, I don't know. We have a perfect, we have a perfect combination of, you know, the, the stuff that is still current, but mm -hmm. now that our stuff is being considered old, like right. I, I found it funny. So when, you know, we were growing up, we used to listen to all this older music in the grocery stores, you know, and now it's like I go to the grocery store and I hear the music from when I was growing up and I was like, oh, this is it. This is 30. This is 30 like, this and beyond. Is, oh my God, they're not playing Madonna anymore. It's in sync and spirit. Yes. I was like, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm fucking pumped in the stores. Like I'm loving this shit. Like <laughs> Chef and, and Bad Girl Jewelry are looking at me like, uh-huh, mom. Um, no, I'm like, really? Peanut butter. Let's get that peanut butter. <laughs> you get into it. And right. There is one thing though that the Gen Z generation has done recently that I feel a little like, bitch, say what? And then a little alienated at the same time. <laughs> Is they're making fun of the hair? Yes! Oh my god! They make fun of my I hair. I started parting my hair down the middle. So I've okay. So my hair naturally like kind of just does its own thing. But I guess I have a cowlick right now. Whatever you know, whatever. <laughs> irrelevant. But like it does. I could just do this, and it's gonna fall. Whatever. But it's gonna maybe do a side, or it might go in the middle. Mm -hmm. And now that is considered old. My skin jeans are I now saw considered old. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> They're not like, old as shit. Excuse you? <laughs> I look good. Okay. Like, I like what I'm I wearing. <laughs> like, I can buy alcohol and you can't. <laughs> oh, you're young. Yeah, you're that Z. Mm -hmm. 
M is before Z. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and we are first. And this always. is true. Right? Just <laughs> put it into limit terms for you. Right. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about growing up. So I know you're from Corpus. Do you have any brothers or sisters? So I have an older brother and an older sister. My brother is 40 and my sister's 37 and I'm 29. So I'm the baby. <laughs> so y'all have a pretty good age differences there. Like y'all each had a time for your own. Yeah. Did y'all definitely. Get along really well? Um, when I was younger, they, I mean, they didn't have as big of an age gap as they did to me. So they would pair up and just pick on me, pick on me, pick on me. And I was just this sensitive thing. Everything would get to me. So I'd be crying all the time. But of course, as I've gotten older, they're starting to kind of recognize me as an adult and less like the little sister. So it's definitely gotten a lot better with time. But back then, heck no. <laughs> I was the punch bag. <laughs> yeah, we, with my family, I'm 29. My brother's 30. Then I have my sister who's 34. And then I have my sister who just turned 43, 43. <laughs> I was like, wait, she's going to be pissed at me if I don't remember this. So she just turned 43. So we all kind of work within like a really close age range with each other, especially my brother and I. Right. And being the baby. Yeah. There were those moments where it's like, well, I'm the baby, you know, but <clears throat> overall now, oh my God, all those years back. We hated each other's guts, couldn't stand each mm -hmm. other, wanted to kill each other at every moment. And yep. now, now we can tolerate each other because alcohol is involved. <laughs> <laughs> this is but, true. <laughs> but now, now we all have kids and now it's like all of us are tired. And now all of us are understanding why we didn't get along with each other to begin with. Right. So we're like, oh, I understand it all now. <laughs> I take it back. And it's so funny because like my sister's oldest, he just turned 13. He is all me like he looks like me had the same interests I did same attitude same walk like if I didn't know better I would think he was my kid <laughs> like <laughs> twins and I was like you know what God has a funny sense of humor that is payback for you being mean to me all those years and now you got to relive it <laughs> and you're a child so here you go <laughs> I, I I I like to say that I I helped I I helped raise my nephew while he was growing up. So mm -hmm. him and I have a really strong bond with each other. And it's mm -hmm. so funny because he'll call me about different things or now, of course, he's old enough to where it's like, you're no longer the little boy who wanted to listen to who let the dogs out and, <laughs> you know, watch Rugrats with me. No, you, you drive your own race car, you know, Batmobile thing. You yeah, know, you talking yeah. about getting the ladies and whatnot. <laughs> I feel yeah. so motherfucking old next to you. Yes, that's same. how it is with my nieces too. They, um, one just turned 16 in October. The other will be 16 in May. They just got their permits last week. And I'm like, <laughs> what happened? You guys are older than I was when y'all were born now. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it's gotten to that point, right? Now... Mm -hmm. I see like the younger generation doing things and it just mind boggles me. It mind boggles me to see certain things. Like I relate to all of those memes that are like, 
this is how I looked at 13. This is how you look at 13. <gasps> yes, with our gaucho pants and our sequin belts, and now they're wearing crop The shoes with the fishnet, you know, the yes. ones that, that was like flip, they were like basically slippers. Yeah, it was flip-flops with the, yeah, underneath, and they were not comfy. And they not was... at all. And we thought the world of them, that was like, the, like, where was their ugly stage when they were eight? Like, they, <laughs> it doesn't even count anymore. No, I, I, my nieces are gorgeous. <laughs> I, my, oh my gosh. Yes. My niece is 16, 16, going to be 17. And she, she laughs because she watches the episodes and she's been mentioned now on at least maybe like five or so, maybe six of them. So <laughs> yeah. she'll, she'll catch the shout out. <laughs> she's like, me. she's like, that's me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so when I talk with her about things, you know, I, I listen to, different things she tells me and about her growing up. She now has a job. She now drives and mm -hmm. oh my God, I feel so old. And she tells me about different little things she's dealing with now. Yeah. And I'm like, we didn't have any of that growing up. No, mm -hmm. a boyfriend was not allowed. You had to see. <laughs> right. Oh, That's oh, you, you, you're driving a car. How old are you? I, I didn't get that until like I was 17, 18. <laughs> oh, same. So much same. And my first car was a minivan <laughs> that I, I drove until I was like 18, 19. I mean, I'm, I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing with you, you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, shoot, it got me from point A to point B. I was rocking that greeny mobile. I was... <laughs> It. Well, I, I wouldn't have minded it, it I would have I think to me if I would have had a van like I don't even think I would have been pissed I would have thought in the process like I can get dressed in here like I <laughs> I can just be super late as hell and just hurry up do my hair That's so, in the back like, I didn't even use the back of it I thought I'm gonna take my friends everywhere I've got all this room and then that was like the year all my friends had like a fallout so I was just like me <laughs> a boyfriend around <laughs> I would have been like, come on, we need perfect opportunities to utilize this van. <laughs> right? Did but it have a it nickname? No. <laughs> like a cool nickname. I gave my first car a nickname because it was a cute little white Grand Prix four doors with rims. And I was like, ooh, you bad girl. You're Pixie. You're Pixie the, the Grand Prix. <laughs> so she got a nickname. <laughs> I was like a stripper. <laughs> My friend's dog's name is Pixie. Is she a stripper too? <laughs> oh, I mean, she could be. <laughs> she's Just saying. She's a curvy dog. She's a black lab. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so wait, okay. Now that, you know, coming back. So growing, okay. So did you grow up in like a strict household or were you, did you have, a, did your parents have a little bit of leniency? Like, were you able to do a lot growing up? Um, I remember when I was little, like, I can't really remember my mom ever spanking me, but I was scared to fucking death of this woman. What, what she did to me to instill that fear of God into my soul, but she did it. I was scared. Like, I'm just going to get caught. So I'm not even going to do anything wrong. And then I remember two instances when I was younger, when my dad spanked me and one time he missed, he got my leg and left a handprint. So then he took me to Walmart to buy a toy and then he never spanked me again. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So then I had, I had a strict Mexican household then. So yeah, <laughs> I guess I tested the waters with my mom for sure. Especially in like my teen years. Mm -hmm. My dad, my dad 
um, traveled a lot for work. So I didn't see him too much. Plus my parents like have been divorced since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> of course it's kind of the, you get them these days, you get them this days. So we spent equal time, but I didn't really ever, I guess because I was still a baby that I, I was really close to my mom. So mm-hmm. I didn't really go with my dad as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I wasn't, I didn't get in much trouble growing up. It wasn't until the trying years, you know, the years where you want to act out. Yeah. And I, I, I fucking well. did it. I fucking did it. I don't know how many flip phones my mom flipped the wrong way and broke. <laughs> I just remember I was like, I, I would, it was, it was the, it was the three words after I know that I had gotten in like serious trouble. It was like, give me your phone, give the phone. I was like, fuck. Like, and I, oops, I, I really go, fucked up this time. <laughs> I was like, Right. oh my god so I, was, I was like I was thinking she gave so no many she gave zero fucks dude she gave zero she's fucks. like I'm gonna hit you where it hurts yes and she did she know I was a girl I was a teenage girl you know like I wanted my fucking phone what little did she know <laughs> oh no line in my room thank you <laughs> it is nothing to click it really quick you know there is, there is stealth ways of being able to sneak the home line late at night when your mom goes to sleep. <laughs> and I, I, I still talk, I, I talked to a few friends a few years back and I even, we, we had brought it up and they're like, do you remember when you had to say like, Hey, if, if I hang up, I'll call you right back. Don't call me. <laughs> or Hey, hold on. I have to print. I'm, I have to pretend I'm asleep. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're, like kids will never know. What- no. All your crush and be scared their mom was going to answer. Yes. No. <laughs> no, I feel like the newer generation has it so much easier. You mm. know, they, they didn't have to go through the awkward haircuts. Mm-hmm. The, I feel like there's so much around now that you don't even have to worry about skin issues as bad as we did. Like right. Neutrogena, he, <laughs> The shit now, like Neutrogena, Neutrogena does not have shit on the stuff that's available now, you know? Like, like the we apricot had a, scrub and bullshit we would have to use. And it was yes, like we have worse. a cleansing bar. That's it. Oh, okay. Great shit. Zaps it Remember for those, things. those alcohol pads? Oh my God, dude. Clear? And it would yes. just dry the shit out of your skin? <laughs> yes. I would use those. I would wash my face and I would tell my mom, I was like, these things don't even work. And I would be so mad sometimes because she's like, you better use those pads. I was like, I don't want to use the pads. They burn my face. <laughs> I was like, it's not working. I was like, it's not working. It burns. <laughs> and she, I would tell, I was like, you do it. And like, I literally would like put one to her cheek one day and she's like, ouch, that hurts. I was like, you think? Like, hello, I told you. I told, I was like, bitch, Really? <laughs> thinking it in my head of course because I am not gonna get some shit thrown at me <laughs> oh my god I remember the one time my mom and I were fighting about something I went in my room and I was like I just wish you would shut up I whispered it and she heard me oh man room and she was in my face two inches away like did you tell me to shut up and I was like no no don't hit me <laughs> It was so bad. I'll never forget that. You know, I didn't get ballsy with my mom until later in life. I think it's when I knew that I was out of her house. I was like, yeah, 
Nah. <laughs> you know, like I was, I, I started was, cussing around my mom is when I left the house. Even I, now I don't really do that. <laughs> I started doing, I mean, all of my family, my brothers and sisters, we, I feel like we came from sailors cause we cuss with every mm-hmm. sentence. I feel like it's part of our, our usual ways. And I laugh because growing up, it was like, we, we didn't disrespect our mom, but our mom was very just like cutthroat, sarcastic sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it was very natural to grow up with excessive sarcasm, I guess. Uh, yeah. Like, it's not like <laughs> I'm trying to be mean. It's just, this is how. Right. From like an outside looking in, they're like, Ooh, girl, you disrespecting your mama. And it's like, no, I'm really not. And then my mom now, like, I love, I love it. I love it. And I, it's a love hate thing. Cause I love my mom to death, but now, because of course it sounds like an outsider looking in like, Ooh, you know, but to us, it's like, no. And then my mom now plays the card of, yes, they're so mean. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, I told her one day now. for Christmas, I was like, I'm going to get you your own sidewalk chalk so you can draw your body out. Like, victim. <laughs> I'm going to dump you. <laughs> I was like, piss me off. $5 is going into your uh, retirement home jar. I'm a oh, I, I, I told her, I go, Sunnyside Acres, coming right up. And she's like, this is why I had more than one child. So that way that decision's not up to you. I was like, I can, they can be easily swayed. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I could, I could bribe them. It's okay. (laughs) So what age did you finally move out from your family's house? Oh gosh. So at the time when it was just a few months before graduation where I met a boy and we got in a serious, pretty serious relationship, like my second serious relationship in my entire life. Like my first one was a year long. And then I was like, eh, nope, not for me. And then I met him and that just catapulted a whole other string of events that we'll have to get into. But um, we met a few months before graduation. And then I want to say near the end of that year. So we graduated like in June and then near, I think October, November, my mom was like, well, y'all are always together. Why don't y'all just move in? Like I had some money and she's like, just why don't y'all get an apartment together? Sure enough, at like 18, I moved out and it was, it was so surreal. I remember staring at my room and thinking like, I'm never going to live with my parents again. Like, this is it. Like this is done. And I was like, so emotional and sad about it. But now I'm like, I never want to live with my parents ever again. (laughs) Like, there's no way. There is no way. Me and my mom are way too much alike. Like there's no way. <laughs> and you know, and I guess that's the funny part. And if she ever, I, this is how I know she'll listen because this is the, probably the only time I'll really admit it out loud. My mom and I are alike in more ways than we care to agree with each other. Right. <laughs> so when I moved out, I went to college and moved to Corpus at 18 um, that's where I kind of started there. And then I moved back right before I turned 23, 24. Um, and so when I moved over there, I moved back briefly for like, not even a, not even six, seven months just to kind mm-hmm. of finish a semester, save up some money. And then I moved back. Like I, I told myself, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be here. Like Corpus is where I want to be. I was mm-hmm. making trips to Corpus every month, you mm-hmm. know, just, just because I was like that, 
I, I was so attached to it already. Like that is my home. Mm-hmm. And right. then I, I moved back and I just remember I was like, it, I loved the freedom of it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. yes, I was going to have to work. Yes. It was going to be tough, but it was like, I'm finally like my own adult. Like I don't have to, I don't feel like a child. So I guess it was because like you grew up, I feel like a very lax family. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's because my sister was so wild for many years that my mom kind of burned out on her for one. And then I really did learn a lot from my sister's mistakes to where I was like, I don't want to do that. Like that's scary. Mm -hmm. Seeing the situation she got herself into. I really, I didn't push a lot of buttons. And by that point, my mom was like kind of burned out. So I really put a lot of restrictions on me, but I feel like she did trust me a lot because Mm -hmm. I so laid back, didn't really get in trouble. <laughs> and, you know, and I guess like the, as much issues as I gave my mom in my teenage years, I too, like my sister, you know, got pregnant as a teenager, mm-hmm. which it is what it is. You know, like, I feel like it's not such a taboo thing anymore. Right. But back then, you know, it was definitely different because it was, mm-hmm. it was one of the newer things, you know, my niece is now going to be 17. So, Mm -hmm. um, when all of that happened, I know my mom kind of felt like, oh great, I have to protect Gabby more, Mm. but I had already seen like what it, I already saw how impactful it was, you know, like I saw the girls at school, like I'm not stupid, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. and I kind of told my mom, I was like, you really don't have to worry about that with me. Like I don't, I never, one, I never wanted that so young. I wanted to live my life. I wanted to go do and have that freedom. Mm -hmm. So to me, it was like, "Mm, nah, I don't want to, you don't got to worry about that, mom. Yes. Same. Like I really didn't get into drugs or drinking really or anything like that. Like I just wanted to be around my friends like any other kid. And around the time when I was in high school, like probably ninth grade to senior year is when my class started falling pregnant, like in the, the cheerleaders, like all those girls, Girl, yes. girls. And I was like, there's no way in hell. And when I was in middle school, I had a friend, she was older, but she got held back. She was 15 and pregnant and she was my best friend. So I saw what she went through mm-hmm. and I was like, there's no way, like, no. <laughs> See, and I, I was close to some of the girls who were pregnant when I was in school and I mean, it makes it taboo because they're already in a, I don't want to say they're in an already uncomfortable situation, but it's a different experience because it's not something you anticipated, you know? So right. they are already have that feeling of uncertainty. So I'm not going to sit there and be like, Hey, like, I'm not judging you, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I didn't see them any differently. So to me, it's just like, I can't wait to see your cute baby. <laughs> Right. I was the same way. Um, I gosh, I want to say it was like my junior or senior year, a friend of mine was pregnant and her locker was in front of me. And as she got bigger, she got more in the way. And I'm like, you're lucky. I think your baby is so going to be so adorable. And I like to rub your belly or I would be mad at you for blocking my locker. with your. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I really, I'm not a super judgmental person. Like it was more like, oh my God, they're in for it. And that's scary. And I don't want that more than I'm like, why did thank they go- you. Thank oh you. God. I feel that way about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And as I got into my adult years living on my own, I had found out that I actually 
children were going to be a little bit of a struggle for me to have. Mm-hmm. Little did I know all these years later that bad girl jewelry would happen. <laughs> I would have saved myself tons of money. But so when, you know, as I even lived on my own single life, I was in a relationship to where we had gotten engaged mm-hmm. and we had talked about it and we both were just like, no, like we were prepared to live our life, do our own thing and just be kidless, you know, like just mm-hmm. live our life. I had met him. I call him Mr. Before I met <laughs> Nifty. I, I'm going to have to call mine. Um, Mr. Short stack. Let's do it. All right. So Mr. Before and I met when I was 18. So I met him like right into college. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I met him, of course, I moved back right, right after like freshman year of college for that time, that short time. So we did the long distance thing, sucked ass, like, don't do it. You know, like, I really, I want to tell people now if they're listening, like, don't fucking do it. Just save yourself. It's time. It's so stressful. Like, right. It's not a good time. (laughs) Just focus on you. Like give yourself your best times of your years. You know, like I just Mm -hmm. feel like that was the only thing I could say is that I didn't feel like I enjoyed as much as I wanted to enjoy. Right. Right. And when we, when we got married and stuff, we were in our early Mm twenties. So to us, it was still kind of like, no, like, why would we want to have a kid right now? Like we're still so young. Like we just, we just wanted to be with each other. We never said like the kid was in the picture too. Right. I mean, that's just how we felt about it, you know, Mm -hmm. because we had so much we wanted to do. Did, Mm -hmm. um, how did things go with y'all's relationship? The one that you had moved in with. So the way that kind of went down with Mr. Shortstack. Oh, so that is Mr. Shortstack. That's Mr. Shortstack. Okay. Mr. Shortstack is my ex-husband. Okay. And so we met really young, moved in together really young. And (laughs) for whatever reason, I had this timeline in my head. Like, this is what age I want to have a baby. This is what age I want to get married. This is what age I want to do this and that. And now I know that that just was so unrealistic and I shouldn't have done that to myself. It just put more stress on myself than it did anything. But we both entered the workforce right out of high school. We, you know, moved in, got jobs and focused on that. And we never talked about really having kids. We were like, no, we like just being together, being young, doing our own thing, blah, blah, blah. And that that worked for us. And I'm glad that we never had a kid together because it did not work out. And that Same. just was you know, added so much insult to injury. <laughs> but um, around the time when we um, split up, uh, the following year, we were talking about having a baby. That was at the point where we we had bought our second house. We were both in career mode and uh, he wanted to go to school to get his CDL. And he's like, once I get my CDL, I'm going to be making money and you can go to school and do what you want to do. And then I want you to stay home and have a baby. And I was like, that sounds good. Like, okay. You know, we were 26 at the time. And I was like, yeah, we've, we've been doing pretty good. This is okay. Yeah. I can picture that. It all fell to shit that same year. 
Really? Yes, absolutely. It was, it was so, so hard. That was, oh my goodness. Um, so leading up to that, um, of course we got married, we were 25 and I, I knew and I had reservations about it, but I was like, this is the only person I've ever known. And so, you know, why not? The, the issue was that ever, like from the moment we got together at 18 until the moment I left him at 27, he was a cheater, just a chronic cheater. And it, now I see now that he just, well, not me, I guess, but mm-hmm. yeah, same situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I know that he's chronic, but he did. No, this was chronic. This was oh, at least over 20 women. And damn, I had two. Okay. Yeah. No, this was multiple, multiple women. Um, a lot of it was emotional affairs. I didn't catch any physical as far as I know, but I mean, I assume. Um, so that year we were kind of planning out our future. Uh, I told him, okay, you, you want to, you want to get your CDL, quit your job. We have savings, go to school, get your CDL. I'll work, I'll take care of things, you know, hustle, do what you got to do. Little did I know, as he was going to school, <clears throat> he was going to meet uh, his mistress before school. And his mistress was his uncle's sister-in-law. And she was living with him and his wife at the time. So he would sneak over to his uncle's house early butt crack of dawn in the morning, see her for a little while, and then go to school and then come home to me. So (laughs) while I was busting my butt at work and putting his ass through school, he was doing me pretty dirty, which I mean, it it doesn't surprise me because that's just who he was, but it was, it was messy. It was so messy. And it was just finally to the point when I found out it's like, when you know, you know, like I put up with that shit for eight years but in that moment something clicked inside my head and I was like I am done this is it I'm done and I took off my ring and I never put it back on that was it wipe my hands clean of him yeah I tried you know like thinking back like I tried to make it work with him at some point leading up to everything I found out it had just gotten so escalated over time that I was like I'm what am I fighting for Right. You know, like that's how I felt too. And that's why I I tell him, and it's so funny because call it a millennial thing or whatever, but I I strongly believe in like you need to talk if there's a if there's an issue, like let's just deal with it. Let's let's just hash it out because I don't wanna I don't wanna waste energy on this, you know? Right, yeah. So to me it was like we need to talk about this. And Mm -hmm there was one point in our relationship where I literally grabbed like a calendar dry erase board. And I was like, you go to school here, you work here, you do soccer or working out here. You do the tennis here. I was like, where do I fit in your life? Mm. And he was like, I don't know. I literally fucking dropped the board right (laughs) there and walked out. I was like, no, I'm done. Like if you can't even fit me in here and you married me, like, right like I'm Mm -hmm. done and you know it's I know it sounds to those who listen that I might sound a little negative with Mr. Before but I utilize Mr. Before as like a big big learning discovery Mm -hmm. you know it took us 
<laughs> it took us it took it took almost 10 years for us from beginning relationship to ending all of the relationships to now you know it took mm-hmm. 10 years for us to meet and just be okay with how things ended almost almost 10 years right you know, so maybe last year or so we finally like had a conversation and we're just like okay right i, like, I just told okay him, that's like, the conversation that needed to be had and we both yeah you know and I, don't mind. I can i can touch it i can touch on it like to me i guess it was because like there was no feelings there in anymore to me it was just like mm-hmm. is it weird to say that even though i married this man shared a bed a, a home families I, I was talking to a stranger like i was talking mm-hmm. to i was i wasn't talking to the person i married i was talking to the person who grew from the errors of our marriage, you know, like, right. So to me, it was like, I got no beef with you, dude. Like you're, you've changed. You are not the person you were all these years ago. Neither am I. Right. Right. You just, you just grew apart. And it was funny hearing, hearing him say, he's like, I really didn't mean to put you through any of that. And I was like, you know, like, I'm sure I wasn't the best thing at things either. I was like, so I was like, there's no, there's no bad blood. I was like, that's just mm-hmm. what I want you to understand. I was like, we're cool. There's just no bad blood. You right, know? right. It just is what it is. Yeah. And so I have to, I had to, you know, just put that little disclaimer because I always worry. I'm like, I don't want people to understand that I'm not trying to paint them in a bad light. Right. Not too I- much. <laughs> not too much. Oh my gosh. So like, I, I mean, I went to therapy to try to get through all the emotions that he put me through. I mean, it was just so, so ugly, so toxic for so long. And because mm-hmm. we were really young when we got together, it we never worked through any of it. We never talked about it. We never got counseling. We're just like, okay, I forgive you, move forward. Oh, I'm gonna make these changes. And then we just fall back into old patterns and never nothing ever got fixed. So once we were to the point where we were married in a home and older, it was too late. It was too late to fix anything. It was just beyond broken. It's like, you know, taking a hammer to a piece of glass and just tapping it, tapping it, tapping it, tapping it over till it shatters. And then what do you do? Yep. So, I mean, I can look back now and acknowledge that I probably didn't try as hard as I could have early on enough to get things fixed. But near the end, again, I was so broken. I'm like, there's no chance and there's no way. And even now to this point, I mean, our our divorce was messy, like leading up to now, even I had to change my number recently because he was still calling me. Like it's, yeah, it was very, very messy. (laughs) So from, so you said it's been about three years now or so? Yes. Mm -hmm. So since all of that happened, what did you within that time of self-healing, like, what did, what did you do? How did you bring yourself back? Ooh, the come up. We're going to talk about the, come, okay. the millennial <laughs> come up woman. Let's talk about it. That's my saying. So, let's talk. Let's talk. That's my saying too, for work. <laughs> I always say, let's talk. That's so funny. Interested, interested in sharing stories? Let's talk. <laughs> so, when we, you know, split ways, I knew, I knew I was damaged. I knew I was broken. I knew there was no way I would even be jumping into anything anytime soon. So I was like, I didn't even get to joy, enjoy those twenties 
the, the best years of my life, like really get out there and enjoy it. So I'm like, nah, I'm focusing on me, what I want, what I want to do and have no remorse for being who I was and discovering who I was going to be after being a wife and being a girlfriend yeah. for 10 years. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I had my party girl phase. Like I had a, a really, really good time. I got out there. I went, I went clubbing. I met people like oh, I, yes. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I really discovered who I was and I changed a lot. Like who I am now is not who I was four years ago, five years ago, whenever I was with him, but I made amazing friends. I met a group of girls who just completely changed my world, uh, took me in my darkest, most broken time of my life and made me realize who I was and what I was worth. And without them, I don't know where I'd be. Like Erica is one of them. She, um, love me some Erica, man. I mean, there was a point in time where I was texting her every single day because she knew what I was going through. She knew what I felt like that girl was my rock for a solid year. And it's a good rock. That's a good one. Yes. And I met some other girls as well. Once I started moving into the corpus scene, mm -hmm. and they're still my really good friends. Now we group chat every single day and they're like, you are so awesome. Like, why did you put up with that? I'm like, I really don't know. They're like, well, you're ours now and we're taking you in and we're protecting you from the world and we're going to make you realize who you are. So <laughs> it was just, it was good. I gave myself an entire year to heal, to find myself love, to go to therapy, all of that good stuff before I even thought about dating again. And so any new updates then since? <laughs> so, cause I'm only seeing something shiny every other like hand flick. <laughs> oh yeah, that? Talking about. <laughs> I was gonna literally go like, yes. And then I'm that bitch that, you know, doesn't wear mine because I'm like forever <laughs> cleaning and I'm like, oh, let me just take it off. Oopsies. <laughs> but, let me see yours. Oh, oh gee. Hello there. I'm it's on. so pretty. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like put your sunglasses on and take a gander. Yeah, that is bad bitch status right there. So tell me about this person over here. So Last year, I decided, okay, like I've, I've done the fun flings and all that stuff. Now I kind of want to see what it would be like to be serious and find somebody to date. And I mean, I had some fucking horrible rotten eggs before I met my man and we'll, we'll just give him his, he uses a rap name. You want to use rap name or you want to use a nickname? Uh, we'll use that rap name. <laughs> go with rap name. That's what he likes. So we're, we're, we'll call him Imrath. <laughs> Imrath. Yeah. All right. I don't. Okay. So I met him and we had been friends on Facebook for a while and apparently he'd been creeping on me. And even now it's funny to look back at our Facebook messages where he was like trying so hard to slide in so hard. And I just, I wasn't really paying attention. That's all it really was. I was just like, huh, huh, okay, going about my business, not really paying attention. So finally he caught me on a good day and we were able to hold conversation until finally he's like, so um, are you looking to go out on a date? I was like, well, I'm open to that if that is what you're offering. He's like, well, yeah, I'd really like to do that. So I was like, okay, like, I mean, I had nothing to lose. I was very open at that point. If I got asked out and I thought the person was cute, like I'm all for it. So he asked me out and I was like creeping his page 
hard because I really hadn't paid attention to him before. So I was going through all his pictures, all his stuff. And I'm like, okay, he's cute. Like, huh. like I'm surprised I didn't pay attention to you before. <laughs> so when we finally met, we met at um, Executive Surf Club downtown to have dinner. And it was just instant, instant, the vibe. like just a spark. And I've never felt that before. And I told him even later when I left, I was like, I feel something, there's something there and I know it. And I'm interested to see what this is. And he said he knew right away too, that he's like, I want to make this girl my girlfriend. I like her. So within like two weeks, we were already like, okay, yeah, we want to make this official. We want to be serious. And I mean, it's been almost eight months now. <laughs> Get it, girl. And so with, with him, does he have any kids or is it just y'all oh. two? Uh, he has a little girl. Um, she's going to be three in April. And I mean, I've grown up around kids. My sister had kids. I have no issue with people with kids. I have issues with people with kids with crazy exes. So, I mean, it was uncharted territory for me. But I mean, oh my God, I love that little girl. She's just a spitfire and so much fun. So I've never had any reservations or any issues with that. I'm just like, she's so cute. And I only have nephews that were babies when I was older. I was still a baby when my nieces were born. So now I'm like, I get to dress her up and I get to buy her stuff. And this is fun. <laughs> so you've, so this would have, so this is your first, I don't want to say stepmom, but like girlfriend dating somebody with a child um, situation. Right. I briefly dated a guy with children, but his, his kid's mom was just something else. And that really set the tone for the relationship. And I was like, I'm sorry, like your kids are amazing. I love your kids, but that situation over there is not good. And you keep entertaining it. So I'm just, I'm sorry, but I got to step away from it. I'm not, I can't do this. No, exactly. And you know, that's what happens most of the time. Like there mm -hmm. are so many relationships that I've, <laughs> that had such great potential, but mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with either the child or the child's mother. <laughs> So right. it's just and like, it's like no. you feel bad feeling that way about a kid, but it's like, it says a lot about the way they're being brought up. And if, if you can't yes. on parenting, it's like, it's not going to work. If you have yes. to, it's just not going to work. And when, you know, so it was funny you say how you met, I'm going to get, this is, I'm going to butcher this. If I, so if I don't remember it when I'm talking, let's Emma. call him Mr. Clean. <laughs> Let's do Mr. Clean. I like Mr. Mr. Clean. Because I was like, <laughs> I was like, all I'm thinking of is Sugar Ray. Because for something McGrath or something is what I'm thinking. Right. So, oh, yeah. No, he can be uh, Mr. Clean. I was like, I'm going to butcher this one. <laughs> so, you know, like how you had said, like, Miss, how you've met Mr. Clean and he has children, uh, a child. Mm -hmm. There were uh, plenty of times where. I met people with the, with the kids and it just didn't work out. But the thing that made me laugh right now is that y'all met on Facebook. That <laughs> is actually how I met like my baby daddy. And it was oh, so funny okay. because when we first met and we're just, and he was trying to get my attention for fucking ever. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it made me laugh because my initial thought process too, I guess it's a millennial thing. I was like, mm, nah. 
no <laughs> I gave nah. no I gave no attention to it and so mm-hmm. because my my thought process was, was like you're probably a fuck boy <laughs> you're probably a fuck boy I didn't even think that I was just busy caring about myself yes and you know <laughs> and I guess to me like that's that's the implication I gave myself because I was like, I didn't, I didn't invest like any of my time into him at that, at that moment, you know? So to me, it was like, right. eh, not now. Eh. Mm-hmm. Eh. So it's funny to see other people hearing the Facebook thing. I love hearing how people mate because it's one of those, uh, quirky, quirky things like, hmm, right. Yeah. Like you never know if they're going to say, <clears throat> I met on Tinder or I met on Facebook or we met at a bar. We met at HEB. Like <laughs> exactly. The gas station Darn. pumping gas. Like what? <laughs> Does that really happen? It happened to Chelsea off team mom. That's how That's she the one. Her. I remember it. That's how yeah. I was like, it happened to her. I remember For that. Real. I was like, that is just that's some shit. <laughs> right. Like you would. You would meet your fairy telling pumping gas <laughs> at a freaking bowl. chef and I chef and I met online. So I'm like, you know right. what? Like it is what it is. Like I ain't I ain't mad at it. I'm not either. It, it's it's funny to say because I feel weird about saying it because it's like you met on the internet like you know 15 years ago. That wasn't a thing. That was scary to do. But yes. Everybody. <laughs> and you know, and it's gonna be one of those things that I laugh at and we tell, you know, that chef and I tell like our families later like we met online and three years later here we are we want to kill each other sometimes but here we are (laughs) right but we're still here nobody's dead (laughs) so do you have any issues with with um kiddo's mom like is that an easy is that an easy environment for you I know that that's that's uh, a tough area for many women Right. So I got very fortunate when I met Mr. Clean and little P because he has a really good relationship with his daughter's mom and they're good friends. And I am very careful about kids because, you know, growing up, my parents split and then my mom started dating and I know the effect that it can have on a little kid. So I was like, let's, let's take it slow. Be sure it's okay with her before I meet her like this is a this is y'all's choice y'all have to make until y'all are both comfortable having me around her and um they yeah they've got a great relationship and I'm so so thankful for that and I've like her and I we're a lot alike like we we can talk to each other and things like that and she knows that if anything she can come to me talk to me about you know little p or anything like that so we started off on a really good foot And, um, I told her one time, like, I'm very grateful for you. I'm very grateful for y'all's relationship because it makes mine and his relationship easy. It makes my relationship with her easy. Like we're all on the same page here. Like our focus is all on her and just making her happy. That's the best part about it. When, when y'all first started dating, I'm trying to think of your, your timeline. So Mm y'all started dating in, in like COVID time, like when COVID was Mm -hmm. starting out. So did COVID affect y'all at all? Like did COVID put any strain on y'all's relationship? It, it really didn't. We, so we started dating in July of last year. And by that point, restaurants were open and things like that. So it was kind of getting a little bit back to normal, but I mean, we would just hang out at home. Uh, at the time he, uh, was working from home with his digital graphics designs and things like that. So he wasn't out in the public and he was also trying to protect his daughter. And I only went to and from work at the time. 
so when we would hang out we'd just hang out at my place or you know go to the park and chill like so it we, we really never felt any effect of that thank god i found love in the middle of a pandemic what's <laughs> how does that happen <laughs> that is all i know with covid is that it i guess i'm such a big extrovert so i feel like that's hmm. noticeable so much so Chef and I like to go to the river, barbecuing, different things, concerts, live music, anything live music. Right. And when COVID happened, like, I just felt like it took away so much of our, like our, our out, our outer lifeline, you know? Right. Like your outlet, your fun time. Yes. Cause my fun outlet is that I love karaoke, you know, mm. like I love to sing my favorite thing to do mm-hmm. and then going of course and just dancing with the girls grabbing a couple of drinks you know just being able to yeah. go out and be lively not be at home mm-hmm. it it got me sometimes because you know being over here in san antonio like people are stubborn you know they they get paced to shut down <laughs> right yeah for and sure. there are our numbers are so high over here that a lot of things gets, you know, you can't do this or you can't enter with oh so many people or you, it's just not, it's, it's the ability of doing things and not having that convenience anymore, I guess. Right. Right. So it's, it's dampered a lot. So like with us, it put a lot of strain. We kind of took a break and reevaluated ourselves still were together, but reevaluated during everything. And then of course, once we moved and combined households again, we're now what this is, I feel like we're coming up to like the, the anniversary of like when COVID. Oh yeah. I was telling my boss that today. I was like, it's almost been a year since the shutdown. Like we're on a year already. And, you know, I was telling him, I was like, I was telling chef, I, I just feel there is so much still uncertainty, but I was like, I'm glad we've kind of gotten used to it. We're familiarized. Mm -hmm. I'm glad things are opening up more, Mm -hmm. but the one thing we could not have anticipated in addition to fucking COVID, (laughs) you know where I'm going to go with this. Uh, Yep. Mm-hmm. The fucking snow apocalypse of twenty fucking twenty one. Good grief! Oh god! Mm-mm. I <laughs> I I laugh and cry with my my boss at my nine to five because this has just been such a trying time for us. Like. Mm. I'm pretty sure I've cried to her more than she's ever heard in the almost <laughs> two years of me working there. Mm-hmm. Like I, this week, these two weeks, and I say two weeks, even though it was only, it happened all last week because mm-hmm. you have the repercussions this week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I work in insurance. <laughs> I, don't, really saying that. I don't say where I work, but trust me, we are feeling it right now. <laughs> It happens where you live. Right. Yeah. So go from there. And then, so, you know, when the, the, I've never been through snow. I've never experienced snow. 
you and me are 29. So mm-hmm. I want to say the big snowstorm that happened like here in San Antonio was like in the eighties. So personally, I've never had snow to this extreme extremity. Right. Now, right. I want to say when bad girl jewelry was born, we got maybe snow for like a night and it was, it wasn't enough to make a difference. It was gone the next right. morning, mm-hmm. but this was snow. Yeah. This was so much snow that it took fucking heat, power, water. I, and I it's like, I've experienced snow before. Um, I think the first time I was maybe like 11 or 12 and it snowed down here for the very first time ever. So I experienced that. And then we had snow again post Harvey, I think, back in like 2017. Mm-hmm. And yeah, see, because that was the when it happened for us here was 2017. And then this shit took the fucking cake. Like, oh my God. Inches, but we didn't even get inches. But what the freeze did was still so bad. Like, oh my God, I, I'm going to have stories for my grandkids. Like, good grief. I, I was so glad and I'm going to chalk it back and circle it back to being a fucking millennial because I am so glad of the things I learned. And, and this went back to fucking Girl Scouts. Like, you don't understand. Like, I was so thankful for Girl Scout camp. I was never in Girl Scouts. I can't relate. (laughs) I I went, both me and Chef, we lost power. We had had no power for days. And, Mm -hmm. of course, I mean, we had water, but the hot water was tricky. So Mm -hmm. I already don't want to take a shower where I can't warm myself back up, you know, and I, right, I, yeah. I could be, I could just be, you know, a drum, a drum, drama queen or whatever, and just <laughs> tell myself off. But like, when it's two degrees in your house, like, no, you're not being a drama queen. <laughs> my house was 58 at one point. Like it was fucking cold in here mm-hmm. and I couldn't deal. Like I, my, so chef knows, like I have horrible, like anxiety sometimes and I just mm-hmm. my mental breakdowns were happening every other minute I was like I can't I was like I just fucking can't and yeah. it you know and it's and it's hard especially and I'm sure you and Mr. Clean can under, and can agree if you had um kiddo at the time we had to basically just mask her from it you know mm-hmm. like yes it's cold in here but we can't let you think it's cold in here. Right. Yeah. You know, gotta like distract her, like, Hey, look over here. So you don't see what's going on over here. Yes. And that I feel in addition to, of course, having to be so attentive with my nine to five at the time, it was so just exhausting because mm-hmm. I'm having to, and, and, you know, like, yes, I could have called bio dad. I could have called family to help, but at the end of the day, it's like, I'm also 30 years old almost. Right. This is my family. Like, you know, this is what me and Mm -hmm. chef signed up for. So we had kind of have to figure it out on our own. So we did try and brave it out. You know, like we just bundled up and kept her bundled at all times. And I think we, (laughs) there was one point where we literally took the coffee pot and plugged it into the back of his truck 
just to make coffee for us because it was so wow Mm -hmm. that's crazy oh my gosh luckily yeah he has a a (laughs) he has a Tacoma and it has literally like a a power outlet in the back and we had to we had to do that and I just I was so fucking cold (laughs) (laughs) like I will never forget that (laughs) no I will not And, and it makes me laugh because we we say that we acclimated to being so cold because now it's like the house can be like 75, mm-hmm. 76. And he's like, it's cold in here. I'm like, what? <laughs> this what? That too, but I like it cold. I keep it like 72. And he's like, I'm so cold. Give me all the blankets. So I should have heard chef's ass right now. He tried to say, can we put the heater on? And I go for what? And he goes, it's back to 80 degrees outside, sir. <laughs> he's, he goes, I'm cold. I go, get a motherfucking jacket. Get I go, here, I'll go get you jacket. one. And what does he do? He goes and grabs mine. It's not like he doesn't have 10 jackets in there, but he wants mine because it's thicker and it's comfy and it's like hoodie-ish. And he's like, <laughs> oh, this one's comfy. I'm warm now. I'm like, okay. So Chaz wanted the heater on. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> no, <shanked>. no. <laughs> No, yeah, him and I are day and night when it comes to that because I am always hot. I'm always sweaty. Like same, like, same. No, and he's like, "It's cold in here." I'm like, "You are stupid. Don't touch my thermostat." <laughs> that is like a universal thing. Everyone knows you don't touch another person's thermostat. Get a fucking blanket and shut up. <laughs> I like to say that I am that friend that always makes sure I'm. I am that hospitable friend. My house probably has everything you probably need and, and, or are looking for. (laughs) So with us, it's like, oh, what was, what was I doing to make fucking heat the other day? Rubbing sticks together. (laughs) No girl. I literally went as far to like, I, I, I made, I purposely made an alcoholic beverage. So I would not waste the diet Coke can. (laughs) cut the Diet Coke in half, put freaking tissues in it, put rubbing alcohol, threw it in a, threw a match in. And of course it created heat, but of course you can't have like an open flame in your house too, because carbon right. monoxide. <laughs> so I just took that shit outside and was warming. My oh my God. You're like, yes, I needed heat. Oh, I, was, no. I was so done. And then so many people were telling me about the, um, and terracotta pots yes oh my god that was all over facebook all yes over. and then i'm thinking to myself where are these bitches gonna find bricks like are you serious <laughs> like yes let's just brave the snow to go get fucking bricks like right like sure everything's I- closed people i mean i guess some people might have them in the garden but i don't <laughs> i definitely didn't so to me it's like okay great like sure i might have the candle i can empty a dead plant out for the right. pot and get a pot <laughs> But I was like, I was like, I can't, I just, I was so fucking done with the weather that it's, it just, no, I didn't, I'm a Texan. I did not sign up for the cold. I signed up for heat and saying howdy and hey y'all, you know, (laughs) I did not sign up for fucking snow. Concerts and beer and barbecue. That's what we do here. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) In regardless, true I sweat a lot, but I'm ready for the heat. 
come in back. true millennial form. Hell nah. Hell, hell nah. nah. <laughs> hell nah. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that's whack. <laughs> that's, that no for whack. me. That, that's a no. That's like my boss had a hard time because he lost internet for the week. And he has a, a new baby, which thank God they did not lose their power. But he had a newborn baby, wasn't sleeping. He has two little ones and he had to entertain everybody. So he was having a hard time. Oh man. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I I am so glad that bad girl Jory has such an imagination to her because there was so many moments where she wanted a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We were out of bread. She wanted chocolate milk. We were out of milk. She wanted mm-hmm. rainbows, which is lucky charms. We were out of milk. You know, like there, there was so many times we had to tell her no, or we don't have that or not right now. And right. she had so many moments and opportunities to just be a little shit and <laughs> okay, mommy. Okay. Okay. Daddy. Like you're the greatest thing in my life. I love you so much. <laughs> don't get me wrong. She definitely tried our patients here and there, but she, she was definitely very helpful with mm-hmm. the whole thing. Like I, she I just kind of got it without realizing she was getting it. Yes. And I think that was that. Don't get me wrong. She is a toddler at the end of the day. So she had her mm-hmm. fair share of breakdowns as well as mommy did, but yeah, <laughs> God, no, she, I, I think compared to any other situations, I think she was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had the same situation with little P too, because her mom works in hospitality and the like with hotels and stuff so I mean she was really feeling it people were trying to get into the hotel book rooms because the everything was going on so her uh, daycare was shut down so we had her a lot of the time and we just distracted her and pretended like it was another day and she's like yeah I get to be with daddy like this is fun didn't even realize what hell is breaking loose around her so I'm, I'm really grateful that she's still young enough that she doesn't really get what's going on around her but Bless her heart. She's about to be a three-nager, so we'll see how that goes. Girl, girl, you don't even know. I'm scared. Just, <laughs> I am scared of that kind of person. I, I wanted a boy so bad so I wouldn't have to deal with the, like, moodiness of a girl. <laughs> and I have a girl, and it was just, like, even looking at her today, you know, like, this is how so much of my, and again, I'm going to bring it back to being a fucking millennial. This is how much of my like growing upness like has just been like instilled in her. Mm-hmm. The facial expressions, the way she reacts to like, <laughs> if you don't follow what she wants done, she has a little drawing app on her iPad and is like, mama, draw it white. And I'm just fucking with her. You know, I'm just drawing it any other color just to get a rise out of her. <laughs> mama. I said, not other colors. I want white. I'm like, okay, excuse the fuck out of me, little girl. Who are you? Oh my gosh. I was like, yes. this is my child. This is 150% my child. And it's like, it's so crazy because God, that little girl entertains the, the hell out of me sometimes. I just don't know what's going to come out of her mouth. And Queen um, <laughs> sent me a snap of her. He showed her an icicle. and. She's like, it's a French fry. He's like, yeah, okay, it's a French fry icicle. And she went to go put it in her mouth. He's like, no, no, no. And she goes, and then she goes, like, <laughs> look, just excuse me. I'm going to do it anyway. Thank you. Uh, excuse me. You said this. Where is did a you French learn that fry. from? <laughs> no. 
I, so my mom's birthday was the other day and I sent a video of bad girl jewelry sinking. My daughter, um, she was a preemie. So she kind of grew up with like a, she didn't have a speech impediment, but she had a speech. Her, her speech wasn't as, and I hate to say like the word is escaping me. She wasn't as, you couldn't, you couldn't understand her as easily as I couldn't enunciate her Yes, thank you. I I was searching for it in my head right now and just left me. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks, boo. And, you know, just sending that video of her singing to my mom and was so clear. And you could just see so much personality and she put like Mm. finger expressions in it and (laughs) pointing and happy birthday to you. (laughs) And it's, it was funny seeing just that personality. And I can't wait Mm -hmm. to see how she, of course, with her personality and how she grows up. Cause what she, what is, what is that generation for her? Is it Z? I don't know. I really don't. Do they even have one? Yeah, I don't know if they have one yet. I don't know. Good question. I'll, now I'm gonna have to fucking find that out. <laughs> I don't know if they've made a label for it yet. <laughs> oh, whatever it is, I hope it's a good one. I hope it's fucking punny and like clever. And you know, it's funny because little piece of the same way, like just seeing her true self starting to really form. Like she was telling her dad the other day, like, "Daddy, I love you," and then she go, "I love you," and then she go. <laughs> it's like where is this coming from (laughs) I'm just like I just like to watch you and then like when she'll get in my lap and she likes to climb a lot so she got in my lap one day and just like I used to like to lay in between my mom's legs yes one day and I was just like don't cry don't cry don't cry don't cry don't cry (laughs) like she just doesn't even know but it's like man that kid has my heart like she's just great I feel like my biggest mom win is that she loves for me to sing to her. So she is growing up with one of my favorite movies that I loved growing up. She loved Shrek. Mm. So she has allowed my millennial ass to transform (laughs) Smash Mouth's all-star into a lullaby song. That's and rest, <laughs> bitch. She falls asleep. <laughs> oh my god, you're I, like I never realized how I made that happen until I started singing it, and then I'm starting singing it more. And then I'm at work singing it to myself, and I'm like, "Damn, it's actually fucking good." <laughs> That's so crazy. Like, who would have thought it would be a lullaby? <laughs> I have no clue. I don't. I'm I don't sure. even. I thought so many other songs I would sing to her in our years together and for some reason that is it (laughs) that is the one (laughs) you're like that's the one that stuck (laughs) well ma'am I could not figure a better way to end a beautiful beautiful episode I like to kind of give the guests a little bit of um, a little exit time do you have any tips for our viewers our millennials listening out there and people of all other generations because you know we don't just reach to one demographic (laughs) this is true this is so true (laughs) I guess I mean all I can really say 
And it's a piece of advice that my sister gave me uh, right after I left my ex and it just really, really stuck with me, really resonated with me and has paved the way for my life. It is just be the most authentic version of yourself and you will never have anything to apologize for. Like, I agree with that. You're always true to yourself and people come at you and say, I heard this about you and blah, blah, blah. It's like, uh-huh. And what's your point? Like, I'm not hiding that. I'm not hiding who I am. And don't, don't be ashamed of who you are or what you want. It's like people who are going to judge you for that are going to fall off anyway. And you're just going to continue moving forward. No, it's true. I agree. I, I, there is no better way to be than your most authentic self. I just, that's just for your own happiness at the same time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Emily, it was great having you today. For those who are interested in wanting to come on, I am reachable at Gabby, G-A-B-B-Y, at shipmyroommatesays.com. We are now live, our website. You can see all of our latest episodes, any videos to see our beautiful faces, any merch links, and all links to where you are able to listen, share, see all content on there as well. And you can contact us on there as well. We are now streaming on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're probably on it, except for Pandora. That one's pending. <laughs> Emily, it was wonderful having you on. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to have you back on again. And you, ma'am, have a wonderful evening. You too. Thank you so much for having me. I miss you. I love you. Be safe. Oh, yes, girl. We're getting together soon. We're going to talk. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> right. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed today's topic and guests, just stay tuned and subscribe. 